Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Listen, let's just do this anyway. Uh-oh, bear with me. Sorry, I had echo in my ear. I knew I could hear that sounder a little too loud. And hopefully I'm not a little too loud. Hopefully you had your headsets on. Now everybody knows you are listening to Dryer Buzz. I love when I'm out and about and I walk into a room and somebody like tries to sneak on the page or play a podcast. That's why I have that there. So I will know you are trolling. Everybody here know you're trolling. But listen, this is the best trolling you could ever do. So why don't you let me help you go from trolling to just simply scrolling. Say hello. Hit the like button. Hit the share button so that I can express my gratitude to you for the awesome and wonderful support. Because I'm going to get my numbers. I'm going to get my numbers. But listen, go ahead and come on out in the open. Come out of the shadows. Come out of the shadows, not just on my content, but your friends' content. Everybody's let people know. That's why y'all out there, people out there, come on. Well, you know, you know, black people in the room. Because uh, black folk got this thing in their DNA and everybody knows it. It's like, hey, you know, it, it is the way it is. But I didn't mean to start. You know what it is? I'm going let to that, let that stay right there. Because today's title is Wake Up Anyway. I pushed this button anyway, not knowing who was going to listen. All I know is I need to have a conversation. After sitting here and meditating, there's some things that I need to say out loud and into the universe because there's some things that I want to happen anyway. I want to grow my platform anyway. I want to create as many podcasts as I can anyway. Even if, like the podcast I created 10 years ago that's over there right now going viral gets daily comments, daily views, like as if I didn't do it 10 years ago, probably even 12 at this point. But that's all right because there's a movie coming out about it. And she, me, she who is me, first of her name, no, I think I was, I might have been. It's a whole bunch of us now. But anyway, well, first of her name, um, did this podcast interview 10, 12 years ago. Thankfully, because one, I had the reputation of getting the story out now and this particular person, and I'm going to drop name because I dropped game, but I'm going to drop name in a minute. But this particular person wanted to refute uh, a popular movie. It was a Denzel movie. It was called American Gangster. And she happened to be the widow of the notorious uh, gangster. Bumpy Johnson, and there was only one who was rocking all platforms, and the story was, the interview was given to me, because I could go live right now, oh, I, oh, you know, they sent out their press release, and everybody was running to the editors, and trying to get it approved, and I'm like, I can go live right now, I can go live right now today, right, she was like, let's go, and she came, the widow of Bumpy Johnson came, and literally spent the entire day with us online uh, going from platform to platform. And none of these platforms that y'all are on today were around back then. The boss platform then was, and I say boss, I mean boss, was Pal Talk. People were like, whoa, yeah, I remember. That's where I know Dryer Buzz from. I don't even think we were Dryer Buzz at that time. Uh, yeah, I think we were. We were. Okay. So anyway. And we were driving us for a while at that time. So that's why I said maybe about 12 years. So, um, but there were, there was Pal Talk, which was audio video chat rooms. And Pal Talk came along after Black Planet. 
Um, so we spent some time on Black Planet. We spent some time on, I think we did run simultaneously because when we did our podcast back then, um, those who had their own social networks and their own chat rooms, as well as those that were members on this particular platform, uh, hosted the podcast. They would listen live pretty much just like you're listening. If you're listening in a live environment, you're probably on Twitter, you're probably on YouTube, or you're on Facebook. Well, back then, you would have been on Black Planet, which you wouldn't have been able to really hear us on there. You'd listen on, uh, I think, Blog Talk Radio. We did it on Blog Talk Radio. Um, but before we went live, it was a before, during, and after. So before we went live, she took questions in the chat room, and then we went live, and then she took questions on air, uh, thanks to her amazing PR person who was an award-winning uh, author herself and co-author of this book called uh, Bumpy Johnson, The Rap on My Husband. I always say it like that. Um, and so... Um, even before doing and even after the show, she came back on Pal Talk and took questions because this brought out all of Harlem uh, to hear her talk about this. And we had an awesome chance to, you know, kind of pre-promote it and then and then spend the day with her. And then, of course, like I said, even today, and uh, unfortunately, she uh, has since passed uh, shortly thereafter she did. So that was one of the things that really made it go viral. Not only that. Um, the lives that she talked about, they, those individuals went on to start telling their own story coming out of the shadows, if you will. Uh, I remember there was one who wrote a book. Thank God he didn't say our name. He just called us the website. <laughs> Even Frank Lucas, after she did the interview, because she was basically refuting some of the story that Frank, some of the licensing, I won't say Frank Lucas, but some of the licensing Hollywood took in order to build up the Denzel, the gangster, gangsterism of the Denzel character. And she was like, no, no, no. You know, those are, some of those stories belong to other people. You know, and so, and that's usually what happens in, in when making movies, they're like, oh, let's add this in, let's add that in. Because, you know, they try to give you as much context in, in, as they can around how did, how, did this, how did this person's story fit into the scheme of things. So they would show you a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And she has, um, she felt so many different ways about how Bumpy's story was told and intertwined and all these others. Most people know, you know, the movie Hoodlum. And then there was another, I think Lawrence Fishburne, who... I, that's one personality that I have not met in all my time blogging, only because I feel like I would get, because of his history in this industry, that's a person I think I would be starstruck. Like, I wouldn't really wouldn't know. Of course, I'd have my awesome one one or two questions because I, I, I've followed his work tremendously. Uh, and I remember in New York, I think, I swear that was him on a motorcycle next to me leaving the theater. But anyway, <laughs> I know, right? Um... So, but there are other parts, you know, he played, let's see, there was another bump, and now, for instance, and I'm talking about this anyway, uh, simply because Forrest Whitaker is coming out in, in the role as, uh, as Bumpy Johnson, and I just remember all the things she said. Now, there's a Tim, the video, the, the podcast I'm talking about that goes viral is because I put 10 minutes of it. At that time, you could only put 10 minutes, and I don't know why I didn't, like, do the whole thing, break the whole thing down in a part one and a part two, and I may go back and do that. I do have the liberty to go back and do that. That's what happens when you own your stuff, right? Go get my master's. I can go pull my masters out and and and, and remix it. 
re-release, you know, do like Jay-Z. Y'all are killing Jay-Z over there, y'all. Y'all are killing Jay-Z. Let me tell you something about the D- in the DNA of black people. And, it, 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 and I can tell y'all it's in the DNA of everybody. But let me tell you what's in the DNA of black people. Y'all will let them make you choose size. Like, all you got, learn how to say, it's not up for discussion. If, in one, I'm trying to wait and see how this, I'm a wait person. I'd, I'm here talking about a podcast that I did 10 years. That's patience. To understand today with that podcast that I did 10, 12 years ago, right? I put it out there as one thing. And in my mind, it was going to be this and that. But you got to let stuff, you got to let stuff work its way out, Right? I'm sitting here 12 years now and still saying, man, I don't know why people are going over that list. Because guess what? They are listening for what they need. Y'all, we need to learn how to just listen. I don't understand why they can. And I mean like society or these powers that be, the systems of this, that, and the other can build up these um, guillotines and put our individuals that look like us in them and tell us and, and have us just watch these public executions. Right. We ought to know. Let me tell you, we are a gathering people, but too often we gather for the wrong thing. It's like, why not just wait on it? Why do we need to come? Why? I don't I don't need. It's, you know what? It's just not up for discussion. I am willing to let this brother work it out. I ain't willing to come back 20 years from now and say, brother, you know what? That thing you did that that didn't work out. That didn't it didn't fall through because I know you don't have on it. I know you don't have. I know you are pressured to make a decision, take a stand, make some money, this, that, and the other. I know you got a lot on your plate right now, and I know you're making some decisions right now because I'm going to tell you, I'm just now, I'm 17 years into into blogging. There's some stories out there like, dang, thank God I archived my stuff. You know, but I'm the one thing I have learned over these past five years is patience. Just yesterday, I was riding down the street, and and it, and it hit me. That I, what that, I didn't hurt. It's like the trauma wasn't at the forefront. And I was like, wow, I just had a full-on day. I just had a full-on day not remembering. And then I thought about, and then of course I started remembering. And then I realized, oh wait, I'm on that. I'm on that countdown to the two-year anniversary of the most traumatic days of our lives, right? And I'm just willing to give people time, you know, because that's the one thing you can't get more of. I'm willing to let you, if it's a mistake, make it, you know. And and I'm here each and every day, seven days a week, giving the breath of life. I'm going to give you some hindsight. You you can do what you will with it. There, I'm getting ready to go. I know me. Let me tell you, I'm getting ready. When I get off this podcast, I have to go and record a series of audio that somebody told me I ought to do instead of dryer buzz. Some 17 years ago. Oh, man, yeah, that's cool. You could do that. But, you know, you know how to do this. You know how to do that. You should do this. And this person don't even speak to me no more because I didn't understand what they were talking. I didn't understand. Just like same way there are businesses out there that are like, damn, she told us to go digital in, in, in what, after Y2K, before Y2K. And we didn't do it. And now they're sitting over there like, damn, we should. It happens. That's why you have to do it anyway. You have to say it anyway. If I didn't do that. That interview 12 years ago without waiting on somebody to say, hey, this is something that ought to be done. Because I can't tell you how many people said, oh, that's not going to work. Now, man, I'm sitting here now. I cannot wait for this red carpet, this premiere to happen. Because when that premiere happened, 
And everybody's going to want to, and I, and I know, you're not going to tell me that they didn't do their research because she talked so much in that podcast, and I know they went down that wormhole, and I know I'm going to sit there looking at that screen. Ain't nobody going to know but me, unless you listen to the podcast, um, that they took into account some of the things that she said about, because there was only one place. In this juncture, there's only one place to go and to get information from her perspective. Now, mind you, she was a gangster's wife. You already know there was a different perspective, okay? But the respectful thing, I remember somebody going to Frank Lucas and rest his soul as well. He's since passed on recently. And that's, that was another reason why this video surfaced because he did it, he did it, and he did, you know, of course, all these interviews leading up to the movie, which was uh, based, based on his life with several liberties, apparently, Alleged, not even allegedly, because he was like, because somebody went to him. Well, you know, uh, Bumpy's wife did an interview, and if y'all, I fell off my bed or out my chair when he said this, and the guy was like asking him, "Do you want to say something?" He's like, "Wait, you want me to say something against that lady?" <laughs> He's like, "Man, do you know? Do you know how this works?" He was like, <laughs> "He was like, who? Why are you even asking me to say something about?" And he kept saying that lady, right? He was like, are you crazy? <laughs> he was like, no, I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> you know, he did not refute anything that she refuted of the refutations, okay? <laughs> he, is, he was like, no, I don't have nothing to say. Because he know um, that was, wait a minute, that was Bumpy's wife. You want, you want me to say something? Uh-uh. Get that camera out of my face. <laughs> but I'm sure there's somebody, I'm sure if he did, you know, I'm sure he said something to somebody because, but I think they came to an understanding that um, these were just liberties. Man, this should have been a buzzer to bash it. This is how I got out of bed because I, I had to deal with this. But um, he he basically, what, I forget what I was going to say because I just thought about why. I thought about what we were talking about how to get out. Let me take a sip of this. I'm trying to take a sip too. Um, but. Anyway, it's like an anyway thing. I, I, I thought about something else I was going to tell y'all. Now I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll save that for Buzz of the Bastard. Tweet me and remind me where I stopped so I can pick that up on the Buzz of the Bastard podcast. But I'm excited because, like I said, another Bumpy Johnson movie is coming out. Um, other people, you know, Hollywood does take some liberties. So for those of you that want to get all of your history lessons from movies, be mindful that they do take liberties and go and get it. Uh, Frank has books out there. Um, the podcast that we did with um, Mrs., the late Mrs. Mamie Johnson, um, is actually a book. We did that based on the book that she co-wrote with a, uh, a co-writer. Um, there were other gangsters in that one particularly is out in Vegas. He wrote a book where he called us simply that website <laughs> she told that website but it it brought him out of the shadows because she said that some of a lot of the liberties they took in the movie giving uh trying to tell frank lucas's story was actually this gentleman's story and so then he that brought him out of the shadows to even be to know that he was being he was remembered in her household and in her heart uh, for what he did with and for her husband and so forth. So all of those things, I'd say all that to say, get out of bed anyway. Get out of bed today anyway because it's not just about, I want you to live for the moment. I don't want you to like 
you know, like when I did that podcast, I didn't, I didn't know to think, I didn't know hindsight here. I didn't know to think that, oh, that's going to be part of my history, my legacy or this, that, you know, the content that I was doing at the time, I was doing the content for that day, for that moment. And that's how you have to start. Otherwise, you will get overwhelmed. If you're trying to do something today because you're trying to fix something from yesterday or long, you know, just imagine if today and I, I felt like I didn't get the money quote or the money shot, you know, and I lived with regret of that interview. It would be 12 years of regret for that interview. And I was like, no, I rocked that. I rocked it. And I, and I, and I can say I rocked it because the first thing I said to it was, yes. Right. Because I could have said, oh, but I'm just uh, and I only do. Uh, uh-uh. I was like, yes, whatever. Get, get me the yes. Because I sw- I'm telling you, when I saw the um, presses, I think it was I thought I think it was intentionally brought to me simply because during that time, um, people were trying to get the most of their story out there. And the only place to get the most of your story out there was through coming to digital, coming to bloggers, coming to podcast. Well, coming to podcasters, because I don't know that blogging was such a thing at that time, you know. And I was known in these chat rooms um, as this is the content that they listen to and have these great debates with, right? And so, um, but the fact that I didn't say no, because there have been times when I have been brought stuff, and I will have my doubts. And I haven't written down, I'm still looking at a blank page in this journey, in this journal. So let's write, let's write that down anyway, right? Sometimes you just have to say yes, especially particularly women. Sometimes you may not, you may not have it all together. It may not be the right time, right? But if you don't do it, you will have the regrets. I don't have regrets today to say, oh man, I should have had this. Now, I will tell you, I got an Angela Bassett interview out there and I'm like, I can't even listen to it myself. I'm like that. And I still love it because it was a yes moment because, you know, Angela was like sitting there and I'm like, can I talk to you? And she's like, sure, come on. And I said, can I turn on my camera? And and I literally had a little digital camera. I didn't have a camera crew because I'm going to tell you, I, I was just, uh, and I, I love how these most amazing moments happen after being dissed by somebody else, like I really wanted to turn my camera. I think before, before that, um, I, I remember being, I had just gone to one of the galas, you know, Atlanta is the place to come and have a gala, right? Uh, all the hotels and things like that. Susan Taylor had, had not, not dropping names, but dropping game. Susan Taylor did, did a talk here and everybody loves Susan Taylor. Susan Taylor used to be in probably, I don't know if she still is, but she used to be like the face of Essence, Essence Magazine. This was the sister that had the, had the uh, cascading braids. You know, she was the woman of our generation. Everybody wanted to have the cascading braids, you know, the edges falling off your head, all that kind of stuff, right? So she was a woman of, and probably one of the reasons that a lot of people don't have edges, but anyway, I wasn't supposed to say that. Okay, but anyway, um, but she is. And, but at the same, same time, she's the reason a lot of women uh, discovered their brilliance, especially through Essence Magazine. And then she went on to do this mentoring program, amazing mentoring program that connects a lot of mentoring programs. They funnel a lot of the funding and all that kind of stuff. So she came, she was a speaker at, and this out there on YouTube as well, something else that goes viral periodically. Um, Cause that's what I did over this time. Capture this content. Anyway, I capture content 
anyway, even though during that time I had to stand next to somebody who had a full-on camera crew, but I knew what I knew is the person with the full-on camera crew, they were only going to be able to put like eight seconds of stuff or eight lines. I used to, I used to, this is the formula. I knew they were only going to give you eight lines of text or eight seconds of video or audio, right? And my goal was to do more, give you the full story, as much of the story as possible. So I went to the gala and the PR person who put me on on everything. I didn't just roll. Sometimes some of this stuff I did roll up rogue. And then I realized, oh, wait, I want to get kicked out. So let me find the PR people. So I did find the PR people. And there were two or three that were like, oh, yeah, we need that digital. Because digital, is, they understood that digital was going to be a thing. They understood that. The reason why they understood it, because they could then go get that coverage and say, and say to the clients, hey, here's the coverage we got. And, and it got them more money than getting them on the local news or uh, a line here too in the newspapers like wait this person published 50 photos at this event and it went viral or this person published this audio you know it was the beginning of things right and so Susan Taylor um, was a guest speaker at this event and she talked about how digital was going to be the thing and you know essence was going to do this and social media was going to do that and all this kind of stuff and so after the interview now mind you i filmed the whole thing on my little digital camera set it right there on the table we go look at the video i set it right there on the table while i ate that grandiose chicken dinner chicken lunch right because you know how galas work right and then after the thing, she did a book signing. So I'm waiting patiently on the book signing. And uh, I'm supposed to get a few minutes with her or whatnot, whatnot. She dissed my camera, y'all. She did. She was like, where's your kid? She looked at me. I'm like, she just did a talk on being mindful and respectful of social media. But then turned to me when I got ready to do my, and where's your camera crew? And I'm like, I don't have a camera crew. It's me and my camera. And she made me wait so long till I, till I gave up. I was like, oh, no, no, okay, whatever. So I was like, well, that's all right, because I got the whole speech at the dinner, right? So I went on, I, I went on uploading, you know, back then it took two days to upload a video on YouTube. I went on uploading my video on YouTube and went viral. So you do it anyway. Do it anyway. People are not going to be ready. You might not be ready. But the thing that makes us, let me tell you, there's a job that you want out there. You keep looking at the job description and it's talking over your head. It's saying all this stuff and you feel like you're not, you, you can't do it. Let me tell you, apply for it anyway, because the person that's going to interview you, they don't know what the job is for anyway. They don't, they don't understand the job description either. Right. But go in there and talk. Listen, you got to say yes. You got to do it anyway. You got to wake up anyway. There might be all kind of stuff that's supposed to happen today, honey. It's after the holidays. People are getting back in the office. They're real. People realize you owe them money. Okay. People realize you, you, you got into a place you're not supposed to be. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. I posted that stuff anyway. But I went on. What I love is while she dissed the camera, I then went on to this other event, which was called um, My Black is Beautiful. Is that also Essence? Who did? Who does? I forget who who did my black is beautiful it's it's out there and it happened and 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 i was now mind you i, I felt a little intimidated with the little digital camera and you go back and look at some of the earlier youtube videos we only had about two to two to four megapixels right there's one video i have out there that went absolutely viral uh around the nation it was a police story and it literally i think i had like two megapixels on the camera but it went, uh, it went in international simply because of something that happened in Atlanta. And they internationally um, 
all around the world, they can't believe that black people had that kind of problem in Atlanta of all places, the birthplace of Dr. King. And they're like, but wait, because everybody around the world is trying to surpass the dream that black people live in America, not knowing, you know, that some of us don't even realize how good we got it anyway. And they could not believe that this happens. Like, wait, in a town, in a place where there's a black police chief, there's a black mayor, um, we had all the ambassadors, all the civil rights people. This happened in Atlanta. Nobody in, in, in around the world could believe that this thing happened with the police force. I'm not going to bring all that up. But anyway, they couldn't believe it. So it made the front page and they used the YouTube video. And I, it took me two days um, because you couldn't, we didn't have the technology we have today. It took me two days to find somebody to translate the story that was on the front page of this newspaper. And that's what the story was that they could not believe because in their country, in this little country, they were soaking up every accomplishment that African-Americans, black people were doing in America because they were going to be, they knew that the success we have here meant that their future was going to be brighter if they just do what we do. And that was a setback for them. They were like, wait. And then the question was, how did we over here let this happen? Right. When we have been elected to all these different, this was before Obama and all, this was decade, 12, again, 12 years ago. Um, they just could not believe it in these, in these other countries because they were using our success here as a model um, all over the world. All over the world, um, we are seen as people who surpass the oppressor and live next door to them, to that point, right? So when they saw this happen, they just could not believe it. So you got to say yes. Let me write that down. You got to say yes on you anyway. So like I said, um, I was feeling bad because like, whoa, you know, the, I don't have a camera crew. But then I'm sitting there. I walk into this room and it, it, backstage. I get taken backstage at this event. I'm, I'm credentialed. And again, it's an event. Not a lot of press showing up for us. So, hey, the digital, the digital woman is here. And so they're like, oh, okay, you know you can hang out backstage. Backstage, let me tell you what was going on backstage. Huh? Backstage, it was it was Angela Bassett, Hill Harper, Kendrick uh, and the family. Is that how to go? Kendrick and the family got to know them really well. God, I cannot remember T-Saw, Angela. Somebody please tell me her name. And, and she she's absolutely awesome. She was absolutely, she was loud. And you're going to hear her all over that video. That's, oh, I was talking about regrets. Because one thing I should have had, not a, another camera, I, and I still to this day, still to this day, uh, trying to work out my audio, only because I don't like having to carry all this stuff. But I, I could really have, that's probably one, if, if I have a regret of some content, it's that Angela Bassett one, because I can't share it, I don't share it as much, because what Angela said in that time is still very prevalent to this day. And if more people had heard it, you know, if, 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 cause even if you think about like what Monique said about Netflix, Angela said about Hollywood, right? And if I would share that video, I could validate for you. Cause Monique don't need validation. Monique was right. Everybody got a good Netflix deal after Monique blew the whistle because if Monique had not blown the whistle, Netflix wouldn't be, would not be out there writing the checks as they write. Don't get it twisted. Right. Holly, if Angela hadn't said what she said, Hollywood wouldn't, wouldn't be in, probably wouldn't be in Atlanta 
wouldn't, certainly wouldn't be writing a text. But see, we have short memory. And I'm just watching y'all and how y'all apply your short memory to Jay-Z. People out there really writing articles and stuff saying, okay, we it's time for us to dismiss all the people he got out of prison. Because he then said that if they don't have a dad, they're probably going to challenge authority, right? That 10 second of a clip when, when Jay-Z spent the entire day online, online on this panel, it was a live thing, right? Sometimes we have to just take, we have to stop taking stuff out of, and, and you can take it out of context. You can take 10 seconds, take 10 seconds. I wish you would, please take, take something. I just take a gaffe I just had or something I just said and, and make it go viral. Because one thing I do know when things go viral, those who are legitimate, they go looking for it. They go looking for that, try to put it back, put that puzzle piece back together. I'm just saying, let's just wait. People keep asking me, you got a comment on Jay-Z? No, I'm a, I, I can wait. I need to wait. I don't, I don't know how to respond to what's going on. But what I do know, what looks for me to me is, damn, we in a whole other generation. Y'all still trying to pit one brother against another? Because I know there's a construct in America that no one, no one shall excite the Negro. I mean, that's somewhere etched in stone. It's literally like somewhere etched in stone. I mean, we, we, we went through a whole decade, if not two decades, of assassination of people who excited Negroes. So I ain't trying to let y'all <laughs> assassinate. And only we only assassinate the character, even though some people are still dying. But I'm, I'm just not going to. I don't want to come to that public. Ex I don't want to attend the public execution. I don't. And I know I'm I'm part of I'm part of the people that take the narrative to the public, but my narrative right now is let's just wait. You know, the football season ain't even started. Y'all don't even know how many Jay Z could have a stadium. And I don't know why he don't have a stadium. Why? Why he probably hadn't even thought. Let me go build a stadium. Let me tell you, because building a ballpark is the most. Honey, let me tell you, uh, I live in a city where they have moved an entire street. They have cut off, corded off a whole HBCU. For a stadium. And now the man done raised $17 million and about to get a park. And let me tell you, you there, there's no more land in this city. Well, there's still a lot of land in this city. Apparently he don't want that because it doesn't, that land does not infringe on enough people. And based, I'm like, I'm still asking myself, does Arthur Blank, is he, is he, is he really this worthy or this, does he have a vengeance? Because I mean, if he's, if he's a native, he grew up knowing that in the city of Atlanta, a black man had the best view on a hill, owned a piece of land that was on a hill, and they keep cutting into that hill, and now they want to go take all these hills out and make a park and call it something. I'm just, I'm, I just want, I don't, I know, I said I was going to wait on the Jay-Z, I'm going to wait on the Arthur Blank. I'm going to wait. But I'm just saying this is what it looks like at face value. But I'm, I'll wait. I'll wait. But, I mean, and, and I have waited. I, w I waited all through the building of the stadium. I waited all through the fact that, wait, that the same footprint you have there, you could have on the other side of the street, down the street, up the street, around. You could have put that stadium over there in the gulch, but you wanted to put it there where the churches existed. But now here they come. Oh, well, the gulch is like across the street is worthy of development. It, we, you know, we can have or you can put because I thought maybe it was just a hole. that was going to fall in. That's why the stadium couldn't go over there. In this park and all this kind of stuff, you know, that's why things keep going wrong. That's why when he went down there, stepped on that field, um, mm, 
that whole 28 and 3 thing happened. He put his jacket. I watched him. Y'all was watching the game. I was watching him up there in his booth, put his jacket on, heading down to that field. Man put his foot on the field. And next thing you know, the skull. <laughs> I just remember Matt Ryan's face like, what just happened? I'm just saying. Maybe you should go back over there. Maybe you should find. Do it anyway. If, if what, I don't care if you're superstitious or not. I don't care what you subscribe to. Maybe anyway you ought to go into that stadium and find the part where that pool pit used to be or that where you drain the holy water out the baptismal pool. Maybe you ought to just mark the spot. I don't know. I don't know, because apparently they want an amazing season this year. You know, I I put on, I, 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 and funny, I don't have my red hair no more. Uh, this might not be, this might be, I don't know. I'm willing to wait. Write that down. I'm willing to wait. I'm, I'm willing to wait. One thing I have learned, and I think I started to say this early over the past five years, is patience. You know, I'm still going to talk plenty mess and game. I mean, that's my blogger. That's what I do. Call out the obvious, state the truth and with a little bit of honesty and some transparency. Oh, but anyway, uh, I went on to do this Angela interview and I'm like, I can't even watch it. Now. I'm like, dang, if I had a mic, cause I couldn't get, I couldn't get home girl. The other girl, she was like, she kept, she was so loud, <laughs> just like she's loud in a movie. She's loud in person. <laughs> and it was a fun day backstage with them. And if you want to watch uh, the video, when they went on stage, it was the most amazing. I mean, we talking about a a stage with Angela Bassett, Hill Harper, uh, Kendrick, the family, and it was somebody else. And this is, and they still do this. Apparently, this thing is on tour still somewhere, and there's still great conversations. But having a life of archiving that, and I did it anyway, even though there was no one to say, there were plenty of people to say no. I still get no's each and every day. I got a no five minutes ago before I went live. Um, but... I had a whole bunch of yeses. I had a whole bunch of yeses. It's like, because the confidence, oh, you believe, you believe in this. People have said to me, oh, you really believe in this. And that's how you get it. That's where the anyway comes. Somebody's going to see your belief, y'all. Somebody, and you see, I wanted to, I wanted to look at y'all when I said that I had a, a different uh thing on. Let me take that off so we can go back to your original, uh, how to get out of bed. But um, I wanted to, I wanted to. Do it anyway. And and there there have been times when I have to tell myself anyway. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Go into your confidence corner. I and mean, you guys are, we've done a podcast talking about how to create your confidence corner. You know, perhaps it's where you go get a manicure, um, do your hair, um, read your bio. You know, go out there and read your bio. I was watching a video, somebody shared a memory, and I was like, Oh, cool. And I was like, Whoa, that's me. Um, listen to what people are saying. Hopefully they're not saying another, a bunch of bad stuff about you. But do it anyway. I'm just telling you. Anyway is a thing. Anyways, go get dressed anyway. Okay? You know, there are people out there that are mixing plaid with paisley. They do it anyway. And I see them walking down the street. I saw you. I saw this little girl yesterday. Her dad picked her up from uh, school daycare and they were walking, and there's a daycare, uh, they were walking down the street. Yeah, he was walking, he had the sun on his shoulder and the little girl went by the hand and she was just prancing and you could tell that, that was a day where he was like, I'm not fighting what she want to wear. 
Honey, she had on, she had on this baseball. She had on a pink and purple baseball hat, a, a white tutu, and some cowboy boots. And she was skipping her little behind on down that street. I'm like, do it anyway, girl. I'm, I was so jealous. I was so jealous. I mean, she was just a skipping. I'm like, because you know that was not what they wanted her to wear to school. Uh, and I'm like, honey, go ahead, girl. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there. And here I am, because you know how we don't like, I'm thinking like, well, maybe it was a dress up day. Maybe it was show and tell. I'm like, no, she just free to be. Listen, write that down. Free to be. We all want to. We all want to be free. We all want to experience that free to be. Uh, find your free to be. If it's not today, don't worry. Don't go. If, look, put that FOMO to the side. Okay. You had to come. You can't. You had to go press. You know. Somebody sent me a picture. Um. Uh. One of my. One of my. One of the news veterans sent me uh inbox because they you know y'all got to understand what i do there's an industry trying to get to this point there's an industry there are people in news and journalism that want to walk into their editor's office and to be able to say hey i want to do a story on this and have them not look at them strange there are people out there who are who who legit as some people say and they want they want to get paid for doing certain things and most of the stuff that I have that absolutely went viral they went into the office trying to get it be able to tell those stories and they were told no I I'm telling you I got the video out there where I sat and listened to them I went to a conversation with a number of our pioneering news veterans and listened to them and talk about the stories you know most of y'all don't know that um they can't tell the same stories about white males that they do about black males. They just can't. They've tried and got fired, right? They've tried to do fair and balanced. There's no such thing. So I got an inbox about the convention. The journalism convention uh, just happened. And so I was sent this picture about all of these um, anchor women showing up at this convention with their natural hair. Now, mind you, they can't go back and get on air like that. But he sent me this picture and he said, looks like uh, more and more, you know, uh, in journalism rocking it. Because, you know, I'm, I'm dryer buzz, right? And, and I can't, and the thing about it is, I can't publish it. And I, and I said to him, I can't post it because many of them, they're, they're on, they're at the convention. When they go back, they're going to have to press that out. I said, that's the question that should have been asked at the convention. Why are they still having to press their hair out? Why are we still getting the stories about anchor women um, wearing their natural? Why is it still a story of, of black women wearing their natural hair? I have had, and you're looking at my, one, well, actually I'm pressed at this point because I'm like, I want to, I want to try some body. I want to try some stuff. I like, I like, I want to be free to be and free to be means I can relax. I could go Back to my return to natural. I could color my hair, cut my hair. That's one of the reasons why I am not in certain segments. But he was so proud to see these beautiful black women and all of them in their natural hair. And I and I didn't mean to rain on the parade, but I said let's 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 follow them and and see how they return to air to the airwaves. And hopefully they can return to the airwaves as beautiful as they are at this convention. 
and I hadn't heard anything I'm waiting. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm, when I get done with this, I'm going to go and pull that up. And I'm going to go and find, I'm going to go online. I'm going to the Facebook pages because um, I think in the caption they may have mentioned them. But I, I remember watching the journalism convention. Uh, much of it aired, much of the panels aired online. Oh, it's Tamara Hall. It's her show. Her show started this week. Oh, my God. Did we miss it? I think her, Tamara Hall. No, 9-9. Nine, nine. Tamron Hall returns to television 9-9-19, September 9th, Monday. Tamron, Tamron's show starts Monday. Okay, oh my God, I thought we missed it. Well, Tamron, while at the journalism convention, it's a black journalist convention, National Association of Black Journalists, NABJ is what they say. Um, but they had their convention, and I got a chance to watch a one-on-one with Tamron Hall, and the women in the audience, um, men, I think it was men and women in that audience. I don't know if it was, I don't remember seeing a lot of men in the audience. I got to remember. But the women, well, the questions during the Q&A, um, I remember some of the questions that they were asking. And this lets you know that these things are still going on in these newsrooms um, when we are, I'm trying to think. Well, in my day, we had the first black women on air. And when, as when I was a teenager, um, a young person, we had the first black women on air. And that was Oprah, Gail, Monica Kaufman, Angela, um, Angela, Angela, Angela. I know a lot. I know so many Angelas. Good gracious. Um, Angela. I'm trying to think of her name because the way she said it, because she actually did content for Dryer Buzz, and I think she was out of, I want to say New York or Chicago, but she's on the West Coast. Now, she was, she actually had the first first um, um, program that TMZ is kind of modeled after. She she did that. She launched a program prior to TMZ, and we cut, we carried her content at Dryer Buzz. So back in the day, if you went to Dryer Buzz, you would be able to watch a program like TMZ. Um, and what she talked about, what was going on in Hollywood and with celebrities, uh, a lot of viral coverage over the Michael Jackson thing. Cause she, she actually recorded in the law from the law office of Michael Jackson's attorneys. So she always had Mark Garagos and all them. So she always had, had, you know, Mark Garagos represents everybody, but she always had, um, the scoop and so forth. But, um, I just, I just, you know, anyway, do it anyway. Do it. Show up anyway. Show up anyway. It may you may not. You're not. You, I mean, look, can I just tell you, more often than not, let me check the time on here. Forty two. We're not even at forty five yet. Um, more often than not, you're not going to be fully prepared. I just told my daughters. I was like, hey, register for this. It's free. They've got one. I just found out this one tonight. So I want to go to the one tonight and I'm going to go to the one. It's like there's free workshops happening all over the city. Facebook is now back out on their tour, these Facebook events. If you guys haven't seen the, the ads on your timeline, or, but Facebook does these uh, community booths, these trainings. They show up in the community and they talk about business because a lot of people are trying to figure out the business aspect and connecting it digitally online. People, A lot of people are going online and making a lot of money and realizing that, oh, they need to be a business. They need to have this, that, or the other. I went last year and it was absolutely awesome and amazing. Um, and so I told my daughter, um, who has an awesome business and doing some amazing things, right? Go, um, go to this and I'm going to go. But then I found out there's also one tonight with the urban league that's actually in, 
I had, didn't get a chance to hit the share button. I will hit the share button after I get off because I jump right on here. But the Urban League is hosting one tonight. And I think it's going to be a shorter, condensed version because the actual Facebook one is kind of an all day from 9 to 4. And it includes lunch and all that stuff and amazing workshops. But there's a condensed version, looks like, tonight. And uh, I just happened to see it because I was searching for the registration confirmation. And I saw when I searched for it that there were other entities that they are doing them through. And if and I tell you guys all the time that you need to be associated. Let me write that down. All I, Everything I just talked about is I talked about the journalism associations. Even though I'm a blogger, you know, they've oftentimes said, hey, you need to join press associations. Members of, there's several different, um, there, of course you have your mainstream, then you have your niche, your niche groups, your enclaves, you know, all the different boxes, you know. I could go join the one for being African-American, the one for being female, woman, or and then mainstream stuff, you know. Find your, you know your industry, every industry has an association. If you feel like you're not getting enough information, go and join something. And guess what? You don't even have to join. They have, most of these um, things have um, a non-member option, right? So normally, usually in February, I usually look at, okay, what association do I want to be a part of? And this is what, and I usually go and evaluate, okay, well, I joined this. What did I get out of it? You know, measurement y'all measure you need to measure like when I say I'm waiting on the Jay-Z thing well hell football season ain't started yet I need I need more to measure so I need to say it's not up for discussion write that down up for discussion we did a podcast if you want to know what that means um we did a podcast on that should be your talking point learn when to say something is up for discussion or not up for discussion we spend too much time talking about Stuff that ain't up for discussion. I posted a video. Oprah did a video the other day talking about because you know everybody was like, "Ooh, Oprah!" Oprah put Gail on the cover with her, and so Oprah did a video um, talking about why she was always on the cover of Oprah magazine, and apparently she's being bullied as often as always. So, so she's answering to this uh, to this conversation that's out there. And and I'm write that down. Cause that's what it is. Bullying. Um, there's a lot of bullying that happens in that malice. Write that down. Intent, intent and malice. I'm going to leave that intent. I'm going to stop at intent in my word cloud. Those of you taking copious notes. Good for you. I ain't that smart. I'm doing word cloud. But Oprah did this video, which lets you know, cause people keep saying drivers. Why do you keep saying this stuff is going on with Oprah? It's like, cause I'm watching it. I see it. And I see it from a different. I'm I'm not I'm not the I'm not the consumer. So I see these things going on, and when something becomes up for a discussion, that means that it's in response to. She is responding to, and this and it's a very casual. It's what they may try to make it look like a little casual video, like a behind the scenes while they are shooting the cover. This was a little snippet that she stops and speaks into the camera while they. It looked like Gail was in the makeup chair, so it may have been that particular one and she proceeds to explain why she is always on the cover and she does and she said that when they launched the magazine and but she kept saying and they she kept saying they and I'm like well who is they I want her to that's the master class I want to know Oprah's they who are they 
Who is it that went to Oprah and said, woman, you got the best content ever. I know I sounded like Sydney Poitier when I said that because she loves Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier, who I want to know. I'm like, I, I, I want to know to this day how much Sydney Poitier, who was also birds of a feather with Bill Cosby and Epstein and all that. And I, I'm not saying the man knew Epstein. All I know is Bill Cosby and Epstein lived on the same block. You ain't gonna tell me Bill Cosby ain't went to the billionaire's party. Well, Bill Cosby's up in prison. Epstein went to prison. Epstein committed suicide. Bill Cosby up in there running things like the gangster he really, truly is. Don't act like Bill Cosby ain't from them streets, okay? Y'all saw Fat Albert. If y'all kid, you a kid out there, you ain't, you an adult out there, and you didn't watch Fat Albert, you know Bill Cosby is gangster because all that gangster this came through Fat Albert, right? Okay, I'm just saying, we'll go watch Fat Albert and you'll get some more of this stuff. Anyway, don't. Oprah, get back. Oprah, okay, so Oprah. So Oprah proceeds to speak to the camera about being on the cover of her magazine. And she said, well, they wanted to call it Spirit. And she's like, nobody's going to read that. And, they, and then Gail said they wanted to do this and they wanted to do that. So she goes on to tell, and this is a master class, because I'm like, wait, I got a magazine. Let me figure this out. Because I used to think about, but maybe I need to be on the cover. And I'm like, I don't want to be on the cover. I'm like, I don't like putting on makeup. I don't like combing my hair. I like sitting here doing podcasts. I don't want to be on the cover. So I went and did a photo shoot. I'm like, okay, I'm with that picture right there y'all looking at. If you're catching this on live, right? All those pictures I'm putting on there. I hired a photographer. Come and follow me for a day. I'm telling you, one of the drivers, how you get the, the reason why I don't have to use all selfies because I hired a photographer. Come and follow me. I'm going to go to the barbershop. Go get my makeup done. I'm going to go pick out a wardrobe. We're going to go over to, shout out to the Hammond's house. They were like, yeah, you can take a picture. Just blur it. Uh-oh. Sorry, y'all. I threw my microphone. You just blur, uh, you know, just do this, do that. You know, sure, do your photo shoot. Um, and the photographer followed me and caught all these amazing shots. They even caught the side eye, right? And it was like, wait, do that again. And I, I don't know who I was side eyeing, but that side eye shot, that was real. That All that was candid, right? There was a pose and there was unposed. And the ones that were unposed ended up being some of the best expressive photos. Like that one right there. That's me. I was just walking. I was walking. She caught that. I didn't pose. That's not a pose for those of y'all looking live on the screen. I didn't pose that. She caught me. I was walking, trying to walk through some leaves and not follow my behind, right? Because we were taking some shots out in these beautiful trees. And I thought, oh, that's going to be a nice uh, summary photo. And, uh, and I liked it, right? So, and it's funny because all the shots that was photoshopped and all this kind of stuff, I'm like, no, I really like these. There was this one and a couple others. Like, that's really, and, and usually when people ask me to send a headshot, they really want, they want the side eye one or they want the one where I'm giving like the dead on eye because you know how I love eye contact, right? Um, but anyway, Oprah. So Oprah goes on to explain that they, she kept saying they, they wanted this, and I'm pretty sure she was talking about the investors uh, and, and those who uh, made up the first body of control at O Magazine. Um, they wanted, she said, one of the reasons she was on the cover is because it was so hard, it's hard enough. Uh, one, she did, they did the magazine anyway. They didn't do the magazine knowing that it would last this long. They just did it anyway. Let's do it for now. Let's do this for now. And they didn't want to have to every month uh, find a celebrity because when you do that, you got to book that so far in advance. Like people, uh, magazines already know 
who's on, and they probably already shot them. I'm in Atlanta. Have y'all not driven around and seen all these houses already was this summer decorated for Christmas for all the Christmas movies they were filming that's going to start airing probably today? Okay, on, on what is it, Lifetime and, and We Network? Well, no, I don't think We. I think We has destroyed itself. But anyway, with reality TV, but all that, everybody already knows who's on the cover for the next three to six months. So Oprah, they, um, Oprah got them to say, I'll just do the cover. I don't want it. We're going to run out of celebrities if we, this thing lasts. If we start it anyway and it lasts, we're going to run out of celebrities, right? It may not be a hot pop. And then on top of that, imagine if you had a celebrity on the cover today and then they do something controversial going to prison tomorrow. Oprah got caught up like that. Remember she did that guy in that book club, in her book club, and then he ended up being a book of lies? Okay, so she was kind of burnt out on celebrities. She was like, no, I'm going to do, I'm going to go, do, we're going to do it differently. We're going to do it differently. And we're going to put me on the cover anyway. And because doing a, doing a photo shoot, I mean, that's a lot. You got to hire a lot of people to do a cover photo shoot. Go look at this video. Look around. Look behind. Look what's going on behind Oprah. The hair people, the makeup people, the camera. The cam- you, you, you hire a photographer. Man, they come with somebody got to work the lights. They got an intern. They got this, that, and the other. It's an all-day process, and it costs more than what y'all out there. I need a referral. Don't ask me for a, do not ask me for a photography referral because I only refer them to people who got budgets, Okay. Y'all out there, man, I need somebody that's not going to break the budget. Well, what is your budget? Pay somebody, people. And this was a friend of mine. I'm like, girl, here, take this money. She's like, girl, no, take this money. Because take the money because I want to own my pictures and I want to use them forever. And I don't want, you know, we might fall out. <laughs> we might fall out when we get old, you know, and you be out there, you be out there trying to, I'm like, no, I need all my pictures. I'm like, let me. I need I need contractual. We need a contract because we might we might fall out. We might I might find out something about you. You find out something about me. And people are people are funny when they they when we start work collaborating and they and I always tell them I'm not trying to be friends. I don't need any friends, but I do need some good people to con- collaborate with. I got a really good friend. People are like man, that's a, that's a real that's a real name to drop. I can't believe y'all are friends. I can't believe we're friends either. But we're friends because I don't ask for nothing. People are like well, can you ask them? Nope. I don't ask them nothing. I don't ask nothing. I just wait until they offer. And when they get in a good mood and they were like, let me ask, let me, let me do this for Dryer Buzz. And be like, thank you. And because let me tell you, somebody's out there trying to bless you anyway. But because of who you are, what you've done, your reputation, that's what it's about. You either... Are the yes people or the regret people? Which are you? That's your exercise for today. Are you the yes or are you the regrets? I'm sitting here. I just was able to tell y'all. I was able to give y'all a whole 54 minutes of stuff. And and I think, like I said, the only regret I had was not knowing how to plug that microphone into that camera when I interviewed Angela Bassett some umpteen years ago. Because if I, if I had great audio on that video... Y'all would not have come at, I'm sorry, Monique, if I had, if I had great audio on that video, I could have played, I would have shared that video and not let y'all dog Monique out the way y'all did. And Monique was just talking about Netflix when Angela Bassett said the very same thing about the entire Hollywood. And she even said, go look on Netflix, pull up those movie posters and see how they do black people. 
which is why which is why the body of work that Angela Bassett does is what it is because she goes in and she demands um, a, a certain amount of respect that most actresses don't. There's another actress. She said yes to everything. She got a full-on body of work. Ain't nobody out there watching it. I'm not, I'm not saying her name, but I'm like, because you ain't watching her. She done had television show after television show, movie after movie. Ain't nobody watching that because she, she said, yes, she'll do this, and yes, she'll do that. There's one particular movie she loved. I, I saw this. I passed by this dance studio the other day, and I was like, oh, man, it's a movie about that. And I was like, let me let me watch that because it's a nice, uh, good-hearted movie. But then I then I then the regrets came in. I was like, oh, but she was in she was in this and that. She's the reason that movie did this. She's the reason they think about they think this about black women. She did this. She got regrets. But hopefully she's not living with those because I'm not trying to have anybody have depression. That's your yesterday. But see, that's her yesterday. That's her today. It's gonna be her tomorrow. That's why we're not gonna say her name because that's her. Because we can always say, well, Angela not going to do it. Monique is not going to do it. You know, Monique then went out and got all these people, all this money. Everybody like, no, nah, that wasn't, the hell it wasn't Monique. Because honey, Wanda Sykes got a whole extra check. <laughs> Wanda Sykes negotiations uh, fixed itself real, real quick. Her specials on that, Dave Chappelle, all of them. People like, well, Monique ain't did that. Uh, damn, she said she was blacklisted. How she going to do something? And she still did. She's still selling out. But anyway, you know, even I, I'm not even invited to the movie premiere no more. <laughs> they were like, oh, no, scratch her off. She team Monique. She can't come here. She trying to make us, she trying to make us do quality programming. Like she gonna, she gonna ask, to, you know, don't put her on, put her on the second line on the record. Put her down there just with, just with the audio, with the video. No questions. Right. They were like, drivers, can you come and cover this? You want credentials? No, you're not sticking me down there where I can't interview they mad because I asked, I asked David, uh, yellow. <laughs> I, I am going to see that movie though. Cause I, I, I want to see a time travel movie, even though my daughter tried to give me the spoiler, leave me alone. And you know what? It's Wednesday. Y'all the drive-in has a new sign. That's going to be part of my self-care. I'm going back to the drive-in. The drive-in is, uh, is we, Atlanta still has a drive-in theater and apparently they got some investors. So they, they, uh, They've been running first run, but I'm like, I ain't driving by that creepy sign. They got a new sign, so I guess everybody's going to go. But I have found the day that can't nobody go nowhere, and that's the day. So we are going to go and get us some Dave's Chief Steaks. Y'all don't want to get in line at Dave's. Y'all don't want to support. Let me tell y'all, again, shout out. No, this is why you have no regrets. Uh, for those of you that don't want to like your friend's post, don't want to share. Let me shout out Stan Smoke Signals, the barbecue place. All that barbecue that all of us, well, not just Dryer Bus, but all of us that go over there and consistently get in line at his food truck. The one the reason he has a food truck is because we stood in line at his grill. We stood in line at every level of barbecue system he was operating. Now that brother has a full-on food truck. He was voted as a write-in. Y'all, let me tell y'all, first of all, it is nomination season. I have nominated everybody I know for something. I'm telling you, everybody I know and trusted don't give me no regrets. I've nominated folk, and it is award season. This is where when people say they are award-winning and, and all the associations now are asking for nominations, if you have not gone down your timeline and nominated your friends, 
um, for stuff. So he, we did the uh, write-in campaign. They, they, of course, and this is the thing. It was in the newspaper, and they were like, well, if you know anybody, tell us. So all of his uh, customers emailed them and said, hey, listen, here's another food truck. Not only was he a write-in, but he came in as number three. Number three, not only that, when they did the write-up on the on his uh, food truck, they used my quote from my nomination. So I was excited about that. But that's what this is. So don't get mad that people out there standing in line. I was so mad about what somebody said last night. I dreamed about Slutty Vegan. I dreamed about Slutty Vegan. And not only did I dream about Slutty Vegan in that dream, I'm like, girl, you need to go change the title of that YouTube video because it's getting good numbers. And I love that YouTube chat. But I need to go change that title of that video because I need to make it, uh, what they call it, evergreen. And so I need to do that. So let me go do that. But um, now is the time. Now is the time. Anyway, do it anyway. You know, you might look at the nomination criteria and they might say the person got to have. Stan wasn't even nominated. He wasn't even one of the ones they chose. They had a write-in option. Everybody went and wrote him in and he came in number three. So do it anyway. Do it anyway way wake up anyway wake up anyway okay if you wake up anyway i guarantee you're not gonna have as many regrets as you think you will all you got to do is say yes okay and just wait and just wait when i did that when they asked me would i do would i be willing to interview the widow of bumpy johnson i was like i don't i don't even know that much about harlem and I, I literally was almost going to say, perhaps, you know, you should get a, um, a historian or a scholar that knows about the Harlem Renaissance and that period of time, you know. But I knew, I knew, let me tell y'all, you know why I did know I said yes to that interview? Ruby D. Because Ruby D, I'm not dropping name, I'm dropping game. Ruby D had, has said to me prior to that, that what I was doing in this in going in this digital arena and the power I had that I needed to lend it to. Now mind you, Ruby D and uh Bumpy and 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 Malcolm X. See, Ruby D and Ozzy Davis were blacklisted, like the blacklisted that people talk about today, because they supported the civil rights movement. Moreover, they supported Mal the Malcolm X theory of civil rights, okay? They, they supported the Malcolm X side, which is, you know, you know, people like, oh, you can't do Hollywood and you want justice for black people, right? So I just remember in the interview that I had with Ruby D and her telling me, and, and I had a tape recorder, and, uh, and she asked me, you know, where are you going to, where, 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 you know, Ruby's talk, Ruby's, Ruby's, I'm stuttering, but because um, this is a moment. She said, she, I remember her touching my tape recorder and, and asking me, where was I going to put that? And I said, I'm, I'm going to put it online and I will be able to, uh, oh no, you're fine. Go ahead. I'll be able to put the whole, she was like, how much? She's like, wait, cause she was trying to get her thought, her sound bite in case I'm not, I'm like, no, oh no, I'm, I'm going to run the whole thing. And, and she and I had this conversation I'm like, wow, that's powerful. You got that kind of power. And, and, and she just told me going forward what I needed to do with that, how much power that was going to mean because how much they had been silenced, you know, and how much she just impressed upon me what I should give voice to. 
And so when I think about that whole Harlem Renaissance, and this was in my yes, I'm like, oh, I got to say yes to this. I got to, I got to, I got to say yes to this. I can't give the, I can't pass this on. I can't tell them to go do somebody else. They, nobody's going to do with this what I can do with this. This is mine, right? And so I did it because I was free. I was free, free, y'all. Uh, and I was also associated. <laughs> I was definitely associated. And now I can sit back and I can measure that as I read down my list. Um, I can measure. And, and I got up for a discussion. I've got bullying, malice, and intent. Um, if you are questioning, don't question yourself. Question why you are succumbing to the bullying. And the bullying could be the thoughts in your mind or the people that are around you. There's so much bullying going on right now. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. People lead with that now, you know, and they have malice in their heart. I was listening to a conversation um, the other day. I, I listened to a lot of stuff and I just remember them asking about the malice and uh, intent. The malice and the intent. I'm trying to remember what the conversation was, but I think it had to do with the immigrant population, um, and it's coming out now that this this war that America pretends to have with immigration is basically the fact that the country is being bullied into exporting more and more jobs. Okay, to the point that we won't have we we're not gonna have jobs over here, and so our food chain has been bullied. The bullying of the food chain started with the explosion of expansion of Walmart because Walmart, um, used to be, I don't know where it is at this point. Um, which is why so many other stores have been birthed is because in order to be put, um, uh, items in Walmart, uh Oh, what did I do? I hit something. Um, in order to put items in Walmart, you had to, y'all watch Shark Tank. Shark Tank is some of the worst bullying of some of our most innovative people. They didn't think I was going to say that, but I'm just thinking about bullying. And that's Kevin, the guy Kevin on there, you know, he is the known bully. And he, and if he's got to, if he's going to give you a deal, the first thing your deal going to have to do is take whatever it is you're doing. Most people, how many people stand there on Shark Tank talking about they want to make something that's America made. And he was like, not if you want my money, you better go get it made the cheapest you can get it. Right. And so that's why Trump is over there right now. They getting ready, everybody buying a Trump flag or Trump this, that. All that stuff is made in China. All of it, every bit of it. I saw this guy driving down the street. He had it in one of the big pickup trucks, so you already know. And he had in every um, thing, he had all these flagpoles on there, flying all these Trump flags. And I'm sitting there like, that idiot, like you done bought all that stuff from China, okay, and I still don't know what I still don't know what they want from I I really I'm like I still don't know what they want from Trump. Y'all had four years. What did you want from Trump? I know the chicken plant man down here mad because now he thought he voted for Trump because he thought Trump was gonna allow him to make more chickens. But now they finna take that to China. So I wonder how I'm I almost want to drive down the road myself and find his uh, chicken plant, his farm, chicken farm. And talk to him myself. His information is out there because he did this interview, and they're gonna go back and revisit him. And I'm waiting because I want I want to hear that he I, I know I'm gonna hear that he probably homeless right now because he was trying to he bought this chicken farm and then voted for Trump because Trump was gonna uh, open up all these restrictions, you know. So he voted for Trump. 
<laughs> and uh, I can't wait to find out how that worked out for him because now China is bullying Trump. They want the chicken business. So now Trump, and, and it, ain't even, it ain't even the office of the president. This thing ain't even, uh, this is Congress, y'all. Some of this stuff, they think y'all, they, they did this during the Obama. Like, oh, it's Obama's, but no, it's Congress. It's the lawmakers, okay? It's, in the, it's the committees. It's the, the food, and, food and Drug Administration. It's the, all these other entities. It ain't even the, the president, just the ignorant person that stands there and act like it's his office or her, maybe one day. But it ain't even like it ain't even like Trump it was like, yeah, Trump is Trump is the publicity. Trump got people. He's the one acting like he mad at like, why are you somebody came to this country to work? We kicking somebody. We kick it. We're we going to kick out people who want to work. And I'm not even gonna give y'all the, the quote unquote jobs and number. Those are not jobs. That, those are not jobs that people don't want. Those are jobs people don't want to do at that pay because what they did was they got rid of the unions and the union pay, right? And so therefore, when they, you get rid of union, the union pay, uh, you can go and do all this. It's, that's a whole nother podcast, though. But you better watch it. The food chain. I food. There are countries out there that want the American food chain. And not, not necessarily for America, but simply because what they call the Western diet, the Western diet is making its way around the world, which means that other countries who have more people than we have here, like China's middle class is about the size of all of America, all of America. And they, they have this Western diet. They now want to eat all this chicken. And so they're like, well, bring that bill, bring those billions of dollars over there and they can sustain their middle class and everything else will just trickle down to us. We are the trickle down. I'm telling you, the future is not American. I don't know how long them forefathers thought this thing was going to last, but I'm just saying. So you want to do something, you better do it anyway. You better do it anyway. All right, guys. Did we, did we make it? We made it. Nine minutes over. I got out of bed anyway. I want you to get out of bed anyway. I want you to press play. I want you to press share. I want you to have a watch party. Oh, don't, let me tell you. If you do have a watch party, uh, I asked, I consulted. I'm going to find out tonight when I go to this Facebook event and as well as tomorrow. I mean, what is it? The 10th. The, Facebook is in town right now. Uh, if you are part of an association, or a membership, or a, a clique, a group, or elite club, whatever. See if your organization is hosting a Facebook Boost event. And if not, go to go sign up for the Facebook Boost event if you want to know how to rock some of this content stuff on not just Facebook. And don't just apply it to Facebook. Apply it to all platforms uh, because that's where this thing is going. Um, but if you are associated, you are going to find that opportunity. Not only that, um, I'm going because I have a platform that I am launching on 92719. Um, <laughs> 927. Um, I'll be launching uh, our answer platform. We'll be back. One of the first uh, things you're going to learn how to do is how to rock a podcast. Uh, I just pod, I just my podcast live on four different platforms it's then going to syndicate to another umpteen podcast platforms and it's a daily podcast how do you find time to rock a daily podcast 
And we had an awesome podcast just yesterday. I got to finish production on that. Leading Women Podcast. Um, we are still building that out. And we taped an uh, episode live on that. So that's still in your timeline. Um, but the podcast will be out today as well. And let's see what else. We did a buzzer to bash it. There's some other content as well. It is September. Uh, September is pretty much if you're still trying to chill. This is the last. This is the last of the chill week, honey. It's time to get back to work. It's time to get busy, and I hope to see y'all out there doing your thing. Any way, you might not have enough money. You might not have the right thing to wear. You might not know the right thing to say. You don't have a clue of what to do. Do it any way. You can learn. Let me tell you, life is uh, what do you call it? On the job training. It is. I I promise you, it is. That's, you have that as my promise. You are not trying it. You will not have any regrets. No, you might still have some regrets, but your regrets do like me. It's not, that's not up for discussion. People ask me all the time, man, what happened? It's not up for discussion. Learn, learn your talking part. Learn how to push back. There you go. Push back. Intent. Push back. It's not up for discussion. Boom. I'm going to end this podcast, guys, and it is not up for discussion. I just have one more favor. You know what that is. Do this. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.